This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spread it like this thing. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 441. So you can listen to this and in and all past episodes at MarkingOut.com. If you go to any sort of podcasting site, I'm talking about the Apple Podcasting application. I'm talking about Google Play. I'm talking about Stitcher Radio. Uh, make sure you subscribe, you rate, review, give us five stars. That would be awesome. But anyway, MarkingOut.com and all of your podcasting sites. Social media-wise, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut, Twitter.com slash MarkingOut, YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11. You can email us, MarkingOut1 at gmail.com. We have merchandise, ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. Go buy a shirt there. My name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter. At Chris Sweendog. And we're also joined this evening by the heart and soul of Mark and Out, Brandon. You can follow him on Twitter at BTTG161. Brandon, how are you? I am doing awesome as always. How about yourself? I'm just kidding. Chris isn't actually here this week, but I am. And uh, Dave is also here. You can follow him on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. Uh, something that Chris didn't mention because we didn't have an Instagram when the intro is from <laughs> is that we have an Instagram now at marking out 11 on Instagram. Um, but yeah, go give Chris a follow because he's not here this week. Uh, but Dave, how are you doing? I'm doing really, really great. You know, this has been an awesome week. How about yourself? Uh, it was a good week. How, what'd you do? Anything? What did I do? Um, yeah, I did a lot. I ended up going to Monday Night Raw this week, which was amazing. It was actually my first time, my first time going to the the new Nassau Coliseum. Which is still a dump, you could agree to that, correct? Still overly crowded. I don't, still way too crowded on that inside that. And what pisses me off is that they added... Oh, it's so stupid because they added stuff on both sides now in some of the places... Mm-hmm. So it makes it even more crowded in that hallway to walk. Yeah, the hallway was way overly crowded. Um, Don't even, but, like, when, especially around the merchandise area, it's impossible dude, they to barely, get through there. They barely had merch. I don't, how's that possible? They only had like maybe 10 t-shirts. Like they didn't have any autographs on sale. Um, it was really slacking. There was nothing stand out. Uh, they the most thing that they had that was stand out ish that was standing out was the Miz T shirt, which was uh, uh, Long Island is awesome, awesome. Long Island is awesome. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, uh, he wore it on Raw. Yeah, that was the only thing that was cool, and it, it was the Islander colors and stuff. But I'm not an Islanders fan, so that's goes in the trash. It's a Mets uh, colors though too. I don't know. You could have said that it's the. Uh, the Knicks colors as well. Yeah. But yeah, so but they really didn't have that much on sale and all the t-shirts were being sold for $35. Obviously. And you, yeah, but you can just buy it 
on the dot com uh, during any sale and have it for such a reduced price as compared to that. Yep. So I don't know why anybody would ever buy a T-shirt at a live event. But people do it. Yeah, it's like yeah. when I was when I was a kid. It's like, yeah, I want that T-shirt. I want that T-shirt. But like now, as an adult, I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm gonna get that T-shirt made. What? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, the, no. It's you, the you Daniel can... Bryan shirt, but like more nose. <laughs> um, yeah, I was actually kind of disappointed that they didn't have any autographs on sale. They typically don't anymore. Really? They yeah. stopped? Yeah, for the most part. But if you go like when, when I went to NXT Takeover Brooklyn One, they had um, the signed. Uh, how many like they had like eleven by fourteens and eight by tens of a few people? Maybe one, two, three, five. Maybe five or six different autographs. Um, but now you go to a takeover and there's like I think just the the event poster itself signed. Yeah. They when when I went to... when I went to the Evolution pay per view, you would think like, oh, this is a huge pay per view. Maybe like the women could stand there or sit there and sign like a bunch of eight by tens or something. But they literally <laughs> they just had the Bella Twins do it. That's stupid. Maybe, maybe it's based on who they think would sell and who wouldn't sell or whatnot. I don't know. You got to nah. assume maybe it's in her contract that Rousey doesn't have to do it. Maybe, but I mean, so other thing that was awful was like the the pricing of the food and the beer and everything still overly priced. Still, um, I did try. Uh, what is it? Is it Fat Mike's? No. What's Jersey Mike's? Jersey Mike's, uh, the sub place. And I was actually really impressed. Uh, I I enjoyed it more than Subway. Have you ever had Jersey Mike's? No, but it's a different kind of sandwich. What do you mean? It's not like Subway. Yeah, but what do you mean by it's a different sandwich? Like it's not the same kind of sandwich as Subway, isn't it? Like a uh, more premium. More premium. Yeah. What, no, what, was, it, it, what was it like? It's pretty much like. Do you remember Blimpies? Yeah, which is also not like Subway. Yeah, it was pretty much like Blimpies. You had, you had your. I mean, it's a sandwich shop. There's nothing really. What's premium? I don't know. It's not the. I don't know. To it's, me, it's like a different kind of. It's still fast. It's still fast food. I mean. I don't think that there's anything premium about it. It's like it's not like know, a, it's, it's real it's bread. It's not upscale. Yeah, it's it's real bread and stuff. Well, shouldn't Subway be real bread? I mean, Subway's real bread, but you could definitely tell the difference between Subway and a place like Jersey Mike's or Blimpies or Quiznos. Quiznos I never liked. I never liked Quiznos. But yeah, so went to a Jersey Mike's, which was pretty good. Um, That's in the no, 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 no. That was across the street. Across the street. Um, after the event, I did something that I haven't done in a long time. So I went to the event with... <laughs> well, uh, I mean, you haven't been to the Coliseum in a long time, so... That's true. I mean, so I went to the uh, event with my cousin Brad, who's... It was, he was celebrating his birthday. So me and him went. And then after, I thought it would be cool if we go to the Marriott Hotel to see if we could get a glimpse of anyone. So we go to the Marriott Hotel, and of course, it was crowded in the lobby. 
um, because we we had intentions of getting food too, um, but we were just chilling in the lobby first, and then we we're like going to intend to go sit at the bar or go grab a table at Champs or formerly known as Champs, whatever it is now. Um, ended up seeing, uh, got a glimpse of Lacey Evans really quickly, but I didn't even recognize her. Um, and then Jason Jordan and Ricochet. So it was pretty cool to see um, them up close. Uh, this was actually the first time Brad has seen a wrestler up close, I believe. That's or at least that that's close. False. Is it? We share so an elevator big. with Damian Sandow. Hmm. That was him. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Not to mention. Correct. Not to mention. In 2000, I think it was 13, when on the same date that you went to Monday Night Raw, Brad and I went to Monday Night Raw at Barclays Center, and Bob Backlund was standing right there taking pictures. Yeah, but he has, he has no It doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. No, 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 no. It doesn't no, matter. It doesn't. It, yeah. Um, what else was there? Yeah, so that was really cool. Of course, after sticking around there for a little bit, the parking lot at the, at the Coliseum clears out. The ticket, the parking is insane. Twenty dollars for parking, which sucks. Um, and what else really uh, is there to talk about? To, to get it online, you could have used Ebates. Oh, really? I believe so. You can get tickets on Ebates on Ebates too for parking. Uh, yeah, I think they sell it online. I did buy I did buy something off Amazon, but I didn't buy it through Prime Day which stinks, but I don't even know if it was on sale when I bought it. So I don't think prime day was going to make too much of a difference. Not that it really uses Ebates often, but did you use Ebates for Amazon? Yeah. No. Hello. You got it for everything. I always forget. I, I'm, I, how does Ebates work? I mean, I actually got a check from Ebates. Yeah, I don't know how it works. I'm just getting money from them. <laughs> you should like, add. I, I, I don't have it, but I I remember to use Ebates. You could go to their their website and add it to your browser. Yeah, I really it should automatically. Do that. It just automatically does it. I just don't understand how that really works. Yeah, I don't know. So they rebranded I mean, they themselves. They're no yeah. longer called Ebates. Yeah, they 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 can't. They shouldn't be getting that much of a kickback. At all. I um, have no idea. All I know is that I'm making money by spending money. So, Yeah, making money by spending money. Uh, what else? All my family was up and uh, from Florida, so we all got to hang out. Got to hang out with my nieces. Oh, my nieces. <laughs> my cousins. Um, Turned into JC yeah, for that, a second. Yeah, right? Um, yeah, everything was really, really such a fun week. And, uh, yeah. What about you? Well, I went to uh, Texas State Brazil on Thursday out in Lake Grove. Thank you for the invite. Always wanted to go there. Uh, you were working. Oh, thanks for the heads up. We could have planned that, but nope. No, what do you mean we could have planned it? It was on a whim sort of situation, first of all. All right, so to describe this place. This is the all-you-can-eat place, right? Yeah, it's the Churrascaria. But it's it's franchise yeah this is yeah okay so all right so describe this little how much was it first off okay so i had a 20 dollar coupon and it still came out to like 50 bucks a person with tip 
okay. So it's expensive. Yeah, and they're they're not typically. I mean, not typically, but sometimes you would see one of these places has like lunch prices and dinner prices. They're huh. only open at dinner. Huh. Which sucks, but but yeah. So like everything I thought was good, but like the the salad bar selection that has it's not really like salad. There is salad on it, but there's like um, this one had sushi. Which when I as soon as I walked into the place, all I smelled was fish, and I was like, ugh. I just don't like Did fish. It? Mike was like, this doesn't smell like fish at all, but I think I just have a, a souped up nose, I think. I think I can <laughs> smell better and taste better than everybody else. <laughs> Where does that fit in, though? Like, I would never expect to go there and sushi yeah, be on the I, menu. Yeah, sometimes these uh, churrascarias have sushi on their salad bar, I guess, to draw people in more. Mm-hmm. But so did it look appetizing? The sushi? Yeah. No, because sushi's not good to me, so it's not going to ever look appetizing to me. All right. But they have, like, the, the black beans, the white rice, etc. They have, like, the pickled vegetables, um, the tomato, mozzarella, etc. Well, I was disappointed because they, they typically have a, uh, a Brazilian chicken salad. On the buffets here for like these places, mm-hmm. no, 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 uh, no chicken salad. What kind of meat? There's no meat on the buffet that's not like cured meat. What do you mean by cured? Like salami, ham, like prosciutto, bacon. Oh, okay. So now off off buffet menu. Yeah, because what like, I there's like the the top sirloin, bottom sirloin. Mm-hmm. There was uh, chicken drumettes. There was chicken wrapped in bacon. There was uh, filet mignon wrapped in bacon. There was filet mignon, uh, beef ribs, pork ribs, uh, how, lamb. How does that work with all you can eat, though? Well, like they, at the, a Brazil the, place, gauchos, you know, the gauchos come around and they, do you want this? And they cut off the slice and whatever you take it. Mm-hmm. Which was kind of like I would kind of like my, my one of my complaints there was the fact that they were kind of stingy. Like you'd ask for a piece and they'd like cut off like the thinnest tiny slice, and even though it's all you can eat, it's like oh, can I get a little bit more of that? And it's, they then they cut the another thin little slice. The other you places pay, you go to, it's like uh, big thick slices. Do you pay per like how do you pay? Is it per slice of a no, meat or what are you talking about? I, it's like it's, you just pay. Price. It's a one set price for everything. Yes, it's forty seven ninety nine, and you get everything, including the buffet. Yeah, that's a pretty cool deal. Yeah. Do they have any exotic meats? No, they didn't have any anything like crazy. The one place in Queens that I went to had um, quail. Mm. Yeah. And I was disappointed. They, they okay, so they they also told me that they didn't have barbecue sauce. But then they make barbecue pork ribs, so I don't know, like, and there's barbecue sauce on it, so I don't know where you, how do they not have barbecue sauce, but they have barbecue sauce on their pork ribs or whatever? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. But They had to have had it backstage. 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 And (laughs) it's like, I didn't didn't get it, because I was like, can I just have the rest of that beef rib? And the guy just, like, refused to give it to me. Why? I don't know. He just like he cut me off another little tiny slice and then walked away. I was like, "What the? What?" Hey. I was like, "What is going on here?" 
And then somebody somebody else came up to me to offer like they have like the little sausages or whatever and I was like is this pork and he goes no and I was like no what what is it is it beef he goes no and I'm like then what is it like is, is, <laughs> it's not pork and he goes no speak English I've never had that happen ever. <laughs> I was like oh my god getting- it was it was definitely it had to have been pork then if it was like were you getting ribbed no it was a sausage. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but I, I enjoyed it for the most part. They had the uh, they had pineapple carpaccio on the the salad bar, so that was interesting. Yeah. It's like thinly sliced uh, pineapple, and uh, typically the I said typically way too many times. But at a, a Brazilian place, they like put it on the the roaster thing and put cinnamon sugar on it, and it's like comes through warm. But this one came; oh. it was on the the salad bar, so it was cold. Yeah. So it was like that, which I, I thought it was good. Hmm. And then uh, it was in the Smith. Which one? Is it Smithtown Mall? What Smith, about it? Smith Haven Mall? One, one of these. This is It was in the mall. So it was weird, like, eating there and, like, having the mall, right, literally behind you. Like, the entrance is, like, oh. you could see into the mall. And, um... And then we walked around afterwards and went to FYE because that still exists there. Oh, wow. I was like, what? And I, I, was, I didn't plan to buy anything because towards the end of all the FYEs when they were closing nearby, hmm. everything was overpriced. They were like charging overpriced over the normal price and then putting it on sale. And it was still way overpriced. And I'm like, oh. yeah, like I used to pay for a membership and any and everything at FYE because I'd buy dvds like weekly mm-hmm. and then they just started getting higher and higher prices and it just wasn't worth it anymore but i ended up going there and found i went to like the dollar bin or whatever or the, like the 9.99 and under or 10 dollar and under thing mm-hmm. it had a steel book version of finding dory which came with the blu-ray and dvd for 9.99 which normally huh. the which is funny the thing says uh, Target exclusive so I don't know how it got okay. there it's not a used DVD or anything yeah maybe somebody bought it and brought it back I have no idea because it said it said Target not Fye but the normal price for that is like thirty five bucks or something like that I think or twenty five bucks or something mm-hmm. so for nine ninety nine no it's definitely nine ninety nine are you out of my mind yeah all right isn't that commercial. That's not too bad. Yeah. All right. And then I. That's uh, pretty cool. I got a new grill on Friday. Made some burgers. Oh. What kind of a grill? Um, I think it's a Weber. Oh. Yeah, and it's like it's as weird as this is gonna, like, sound, but like I I have like fond memories of my old grill. So I mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to be I was the last one to use it, and I was I kind of wanted to be the first one to use this one, test it out. <laughs> Why? I I don't know. It's funny because, like, my brother, when he was a – was he a senior? No. When I was a senior, I think. A young warthog? Was I a senior? I think when I was a senior, I either a junior or a senior in high school, he threw two different barbecues, and I was mm-hmm. there for both of them, and I was like, hmm – I don't know why I have never done this with my friends. 
And like on a whim, I called up friends and I was like, so like, you want to barbecue today? And they're like, okay. Yeah. And then a bunch of people came over. I was like, yo, this is dope. And then I, <laughs> I started like planning them and like, I became like the barbecue, like the, the grill. You became the barbecue? Yeah. People That's came over just to see the barbecue and. Nice, which is nice. funny like people literally would only come over if there was a grill food yeah for the most part all right but it was nice we used to hang out and grill and whatnot and uh i mean you you went to one with mm -hmm. that that i personally threw not a uh, family one yeah back in the day back in the heyday yeah all right which that good deal i don't know that might have been my last barbecue that i threw huh. All right. What about you, Chris? What do you do? No, he oh. didn't do anything. I also, oh. by the way, I made uh, pigs in a blanket with sausage instead of hot dogs, which is National Hot Dog Day today. Mm -hmm. Hot dogs, baby. Yeah. For some reason, I've just always wanted to do like sausages in there instead of hot dogs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I felt like the sausage kind of overpowered the pastry. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And then I uh, I got tickets to SmackDown and Raw at Madison Square Garden. Nice. Yeah. I'll get mine at some point. Yeah, maybe you will. All right. So, enough about us. Let's get on to some wrestling. Or indie? Sport, indie? Wrestling? Yeah, let's just go Sports wrestling. wrestling? Yeah, wrestling? sports okay. wrestling. We had a bunch of events this past week. Uh, one yeah. being... What AEW? Yeah, in uh, Daly's Palace, not Palace Place. I keep wanting to say Palace. I don't know why. In Jacksonville, Florida, it's a. Uh, it was a very interesting venue. It was an amphitheater. Mm -hmm. So it's like having wrestling at Jones Beach. Oh, that's different. Yeah. Different, but, but I. Didn't, I, I was I tried watching the the actual event, but I wasn't. I tried on my laptop. I tried on my PlayStation Four. Bleacher Report wasn't happening, so I don't know how to watch the event. I was able to watch the uh, the buy in the kickoff on mm -hmm. on YouTube through PlayStation Four, which mm -hmm. is I was kind of hoping that they would put it on PlayStation Four as well. Uh, not PlayStation Four on YouTube. Mm -hmm. But I guess they want people to sign up to Bleacher Report Live or something. It just, right. it just wasn't working for me. Yeah, no but, bueno. But from what I did see, I didn't the, – the, the kickoff show just didn't hit with me. What do you mean? Well, you had Sonny Kiss defeating Peter Avalon. And, like, I like Sonny Kiss. His entrance was awesome. Um, I just – I don't get the whole librarian gimmick. I never will, I don't think. I feel like it's like such a dud. Yeah, and uh, also I saw the Young Bucks on their what's their YouTube show, Being the Elite. Mm -hmm. I think they said something like Peter Avalon might have been on the screen, or Leva Bates might have been on the screen, and like one of the the Jacksons, Jacksons, mm -hmm. one of the yeah Jacksons. That's right. For some reason, I thought it was like uh, that was their impact name, but it wasn't. Uh no. -uh. One of them like walked off screen and they were like, oh, and that's why we have better storylines than WWF or something like that. I was like, well, uh, come on now. Come on. That's just I mean, that's just stupid to feel that way. That's like thinking that's like 
TNA's view of, you know what, we're going to take over WWE and get on their level. It's like, come on. You got to reckon real like you got to call a spade a spade. The librarian gimmick isn't good. Yeah. It's that's but, how it but is. But then there's diehard AEW fans that are be like, "That's yeah, the best thing in the world." Yeah. And then the that's... other uh kickoff show match was a uh tag team match that they added last minute which uh well, they first had two singles matches, I think. And then turned it into a tag match. But uh B. Priestley teamed up with Nakajima to take on and defeat Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Rio. Uh, I was very disappointed with this match because I'm a fan. I I don't know Nakajima, but I'm a fan of the other three. So why were you disappointed by it? I don't know. I feel like maybe it went on too long or... There was just so many maybe mishaps or whatnot. At one point, Britt Baker did a hot tag to the wrong corner. Oh, I saw that. That was weird. Yeah, oh, that one happened. I don't, yeah. And then... Um, like, how do you do a hot tag to the wrong corner like that? I don't know. Yeah. They were they were having technical difficulties, too, where, like, they had closed captioning on their screen for a bunch of random points. Hmm. Even if you didn't have closed captioning selected yeah they still managed to get it on there yeah but i I didn't actually get to see the only part of the uh the event that i got to see was the 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 main event the the end of the main event that's it yeah because i i I didn't have i was just going through uh i saw somebody put it uh like a video of it on on uh on twitter Mm mm-hmm but the the first match kicked off. It was MJF teaming with Sammy Guevara and Sean, who's now going as the chairman. Interesting way to go about that gimmick. Shout out to La Parka. Oh, they uh, teamed up and defeated Darby Allen, Jimmy Havoc, and Joey Janela. Which, I mean, I, I predicted correct. You right? do, do I don't know. Do you have the okay. predictions or no? No, we could just say I won. Well, I think I won too, but... No, yeah, I won predictions this week. Um, yeah, next up you had Brandy Rhodes with Awesome Kong pick up the victory over Ellie. Yeah. Uh, I pred- this one correct? Did you, though? Yeah, uh-huh. You had Brand- the Dark Order defeat Angelico and Jack Evans, as well as the team being called A Boy and His Dinosaur, that being Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Kind of like that name. I swear, book. like that, it literally just reminds me of... A book? No, of um, of The Good Dinosaur, that Pixar film. I'm not familiar with it. Even though I don't think, I think Luchasaurus, can Luchasaurus talk? I don't even know. Uh, yeah, I think he can. Does Jungle Boy talk? Yeah. Okay. I believe both of them. Uh, you also but... had Adam Page defeating Kip Sabian. Obviously, this had to, he's going to be in the title picture. Yeah. There was no way that Sabian was going to pick up the victory in this. Yeah. Which I, which is like one of those annoying things when you have matches like this. You're tuning in just because you know it's going to be a good match. Because I mean, any other if you're tuning in because you think that Sabian's going to win, that's kind of like come up. Yeah, you also you, had the Lucha Brothers 
defeating SoCal Uncensored, and then afterwards made the challenge to the young for the AAA Tag Team Championships, right? I believe so. Um, so, but that's going to be taking place at All Out, not the AAA event. Uh, next up, you had Kenny Omega pick up the victory. Well, but, well, the triple A event. Is the um, the what's it called? Mm. What is a six man tag rematch from the last uh, AEW show? Oh, gotcha. And then I, I don't. I'm I'm almost certain that it was the Lucha Brothers making the challenge in a ladder match because they're the current champions. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't think the Young Bucks. That wouldn't have made sense because it was earlier. No. Well, next up you had Kenny Omega pick up the victory over Shima, which is, I guess, surprising. But I hope Kenny Omega doesn't pick up all, rack up all these victories and stuff. I hope he doesn't go on a tear. Um, well, he that, was he was undefeated, so. Yeah, and then main event of the evening, Young Bucks picked up the victory over Brotherhood, Cody and Dustin. Which um, I, I saw the the end of this, and I was just like completely unimpressed. Mm. And uh, then after that, after the match was over, they were cutting a promo. Cody cut a promo, whatever, which kind of made it seem like uh, they were they were uh, kind of like talking trash about Evolve, maybe. Mm-hmm. And let's come on. And then after that. They were like, oh, I guess we're running short on time because everybody came out with like a giant check for the charity event, mm-hmm. which I, according to the internet that I've seen, Jim Ross called it a $3 million. Was it a $3 million? Something like that. And then the, the check only ended up being for like half of that or whatever. Maybe they which ran out weird. of money. Maybe they didn't get it but they, it was so it was such a weird promo because like they it was Cody bragging about how much each of them donated to the charity. Mm-hmm. And I was like, who don't who brags about how much they donate? Like I could get it, it's like, oh yes, we raised this amount of money, but it's like I I put in this amount of money, he put in this amount of money. It's like who why why even say how much people are putting in? Yeah, keep that to yourself. Yeah, you I didn't know? I didn't get that at all. That's kind of like. That's like distasteful. To yeah, me. I did not get that at all. But I, I heard a bunch of these other matches were really good. Unfortunately, I just wasn't able to see them. Mm. Well, next up, you had Evolve One Thirty One, the tenth anniversary show. Yeah, in Philadelphia, twenty three hundred arena. That is a a fact. I was able to watch this from start to finish. It was on the WWE Network, which you can get for free or nine ninety nine a month or whatever. But one thing that you won't get is the dark match that took place. Beaver Boys picked up the victory over Milk Chocolate. Yeah. Uh, event, very cool that they got that if that, the, that kickoff. The event opened up really weird because you had, like, a bunch of people. Was, they were in the ring. Like, John Silver was just randomly in the ring at the start of the pay-per-view. Flexing. Well, I think, I think that what they were trying to do was to display some of the talent of Evolve at, to, because this was something that hasn't been done before. So they're trying to show you we can have all different uh, t- types of wrestlers in this promotion. And welcome to Evolve, for those that don't know it, and then on with the show. Which I, I thought it was a good way to introduce anybody. I like Harlem Bravado's like, cheap shot 
on, I believe uh, it was uh, on Stephen Wolf. I'm not too sure, but I, I was a fan of the opening. And then this led into the first match of the night. Josh Briggs picked up the victory over Anthony Green with Brandy Lauren. Um, this match, I was a huge fan of. This was a great opener, um, action-packed. Both of them getting so many different good. I love this uh, the part where Anthony Green and Josh Briggs were going back and forth. Like Anthony Green would go for a punch, Josh Briggs would block it, and then Anthony Green would hit him with the other hand, and then they would just go back and forth. But then that led into Briggs getting the upper hand. Awesome match. Yeah, I thought it was really well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, next match was Stephen Wolf defeating Kurt Stallion, Sean Maluda, and Harlem Bravado. Kurt Stallion really did an awesome job in this match. Yeah, I was going to also say it's crazy how like how much bravado evolved, no pun intended. Yeah, they even put him over during the, the event too, saying that he was in the Cruiserweight Classic and um, no, everything like that too. No, that's Mulata. Oh, Maluda. who did you say? Maluda. I said bravado. Oh, you said bravado. Oh, I didn't hear you say bravado. I, I missed the B. But overall, this was a, a nice match, too. It was a good, solid, uh, fatal, well, not fatal four, but four-way match. Yeah, up next was Arturo Ruas, or, oh, I forget how they were pronouncing it. Wuras? Wuras or something? He uh, picked up the victory over Anthony Henry. Uh, Arturo's from NXT. Mm-hmm. And I was very much so looking forward to this match because I had not seen anything from him, just hearing like all this hype about him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I saw some, someone tweeted us saying that, that they saw him versus Cassius Ono, and mm-hmm. he's improved like so much since they've seen it. Because I tweeted out, I was like, as soon as I was watching this match, I was like, yo, I want to see Arturo versus Cassius. I want to see him versus Cesaro versus like Oni Lorcan. So many different people. I thought he was, I thought he was really good. Yeah, he has a great look. I'm actually like he had that Dan Severin kind of a deal. Uh, coming in wearing his uh, black belt, his gi, and everything like that, and just really cool uh, aspect. Next up, you had a no DQ match. Uh, Brandy Lauren picked up the victory over Shotzi Blackheart. Um, these were two of the people at the start of the show too. Which uh, Anthony Green got involved a little bit here. Of course, you got to expect that him coming out to help out Brandy Lauren. That, it was like uh, a hard-hitting match, too. Yeah. Um, very impressive. And yeah. the fans loved it. Uh, next up, Baba, uh, Baba Tunde picked up the victory over Colby Carino. This match, I was actually surprised that Colby Carino got some offense in there. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was rather rather a uh, quick quick match, though. It was quick, but I, I, it was it took more time than I expected. I really expected this to be a squash match, but Baba Tunde, I am very impressed with. I I really think that he's going to be on the main roster sooner than later. I don't know about that, but... Still a lot of, I think, a long ways to improve, but I think that he's on the right track. It's funny, I was like thinking about um, WWE 2K20, and mm-hmm. for whatever reason, I would not put it past them putting him in the game. It's like, such a, it's like so far fetched that he would make it into the video game, but I wouldn't pa- put it past 2k of including him. 
I kept on seeing Carino thinking like how much how similar he oh looks to his God. dad. Dude, he looked so, like we saw him a, sh- a small a, few, a smaller version. We saw him a few months ago and he's looked a, he doesn't he didn't look exactly it, like that. Yeah. It's been but, like progressively turning more and more into Steve Carino and it's like right? it, it I, blows my I, mind. I know we saw him a few months ago or whatever last year and I don't remember him looking so similar to his dad. It's cuz his hair I think was uh a bit different this time. Maybe it was. Maybe when we saw him, he he didn't have it as long, and it wasn't as ble- like that bleach blonde look. I think it just was. It was like more Steve Carino looking. Yeah, stylized. but splitting image like a mini me. Um, but next up, evolved tag team match. The skull picked up the victory over the wanted. It was Ar Fox and Leon Ruff picked up the victory over Eddie Kingston and Joe Gacy for the evolved tag team title. I was really surprised by that. The Skulk, I we I said it when I when we saw them live. I really really like the Skulk. I think that they are great hype uh, people. They know how to get the fans on their feet, and I know they like. I don't even know if they're really truly heel or face, but the crowd well, loves. I don't, them. I don't think they're heels at all. Right, like they, I don't they come even, off as complete faces. I don't know why. Well, I feel like when they first started, they may have been heel. But Leon Ruff, I'm so impressed with A.R. Fox. It's uh, crazy awesome. that A.R. Fox has never made his way to WWE. It really makes you a question. I mean, I think that's crazy. He did take that nasty bump to the outside of the ring where yeah. it looked like he just hit the floor. But yeah. Yeah. I also I liked um... – the fact that they gave Eddie Kingston a live mic on the WWE Network. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, we've heard Eddie Kingston promos what? before, but. Oh, yeah, because Kingston and Gacy cut off Babatunde. Yeah. Nah, nah. Next up, you had Matt Riddle, who had uh, Kurt Stallion on his side, taking on Drew Gulak. Who had a bunch of uh, catch point people with him. Rory Gulak was there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're, they're not like they're not part of catch point but yeah um good match yeah i i really enjoy this match i i don't know i thought uh gulak would pick up the victory here i i it would would have been tough but i could see gulak pick up the victory especially with him being a current wwe champion yeah. i would definitely i could definitely see gulak picking up the victory and it was the 10th anniversary show and then uh gulak said that Matt Riddle personally handpicked Kurt Stallion to be in his corner. I yeah. Think, because they yeah, were going to, they were going to have a match the next night. Yeah. Um, which was awesome. Yeah. Um, then you had a winner takes all match for the WWN championship and the evolved championship. And Austin theory won defeating JD Drake, who was the WWN champion. So I, I don't know if it's like a unified championship now or if they're both going to be defended. I don't know. I can't see them unifying it because I, I actually like that's they don't really have many titles. So to unify right now, I don't think it would be worth it. But very cool to see Austin Theory as champion. It thinks about J.D. Drake, but Austin Theory is another deserving wrestler. And yeah. I uh, very... I like before this match, I, I, I have no idea who it was that came out. 
But somebody came out to like announce this match, and then the lights went out, and when the lights came back on, it was Paul Heyman. That the crowd went crazy for. I definitely I wasn't expecting Paul Heyman at all. Yeah, and it was cool. He was saying like he turns down stuff all the time, and to the point where they didn't even ask him to appear on this show, and he came to them saying, "Hey, I want to do this." So that's really cool. Yeah, Next and, he, up, and he puts them all, both of them over, and I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, he totally gave them the rub. Main event, NXT title on the line, Adam Cole picking up the victory over Akira Tuzawa. Um, Which was another really good match. Yeah, this was a really good match. Um, who was outside? Oh, Johnny Gargano. Yeah, he uh, came out afterwards. Mm-hmm. And closed the show by giving the Wrestling Universe some positive feedback about Evolve and telling people to basically support indie wrestling because he was once one of those guys. He was once one of those guys in that position. Yeah. So that was NXT. No, that was Evolve. Which also they they were promoting uh, Adam Cole's match on NXT tonight as his first NXT title defense. Which, Interesting. Which, uh, I mean, that wasn't correct, so. <laughs> For those keeping tally at home. Yeah, so that was Evolve. That was AEW. And uh, I think it's about time that we take a little break. And we'll be right back here on Marking Out. This is the blue-collar badass, J.D. Drake. And you're listening to Marking Out. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Marking Out, episode 441. Uh, we also had a WWE pay-per-view this past weekend, that being WWE Extreme Rules taking place at the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia. That's not how you say it. What do you mean? That's, you don't say it like that. Come on. That's not real. That's, that's how I always pronounce Philadelphia. I've never noticed that before. Really? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Like North Cackalack. Oh, that makes sense now. Okay. Yeah. So how about that pay-per-view? So you had a – they added a bunch of matches, kickoff style and non-kickoff style. I um, hate that they added matches to that, and I hate that they added matches to AEW. Yeah, so we had a, a last-minute addition, that being for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Shinsuke Nakamura picked up the victory over Finn Balor. So there's a new champion, In uh, that being Shinsuke Nakamura. I liked this match a lot. Uh, why is it in the kickoff? I, I, I don't know. I See, I don't mind the fact that it was on the kickoff because it's like... I mean, they get more time, perhaps, sometimes, to do it. But uh, I I minded the fact that there was, like, no storyline, really, leading up to it. They, I mean, they only had, what, one week, two weeks that they gave them? Not even? I just wish that they built more with this. And based off of what we saw the upcoming days, it's not going in that direction. I, I don't see... I see a completely different story there. What? Yeah, exactly, and that's the annoying thing because well, they're going to Nakam- build up something else for Nakamura. 
Yeah, but it was kind of like one of those. I wanted to see Nakamura and Balor at SummerSlam or something like that. Well, what do you think is gonna? Not gonna happen. Yeah, I know. We'll probably Stinks. see somebody else and then somebody else. But mm-hmm. also on the kickoff show was uh, what's funny was Drew Gulak. <laughs> Defeating Tony Nese to retain the Cruiserweight Championship. This was another, I thought, really good match. Uh, Only made sense for Gulak to win. I thought it was was funny because, like, Gulak kind of had, like, a WrestleMania-esque entrance at Evolve. Mm -hmm. It was just, like, a normal entrance for the the WWE pay-per-view. What? All right. I just, yeah. But I, I, I don't know. I don't know why people don't get behind 205 Live and matches like this because i thought this was a really good match yeah it it was uh by the way you were enjoying ww watch along yes oh my god i loved it i loved it thank you very much for turning me on to it um right away i didn't know where to find it so i'm on the network looking i'm like where is this and then i'm like all right let me check youtube that i saw it there and literally on every social media platform Oh, so it's not just YouTube? No. It's on oh. Facebook and Yeah, Twitter, I chose YouTube. I, I chose YouTube, but it was so cool to uh watch these wrestlers watch wrestling, which is so, so like marky. It's just the same thing as watching someone play a video game. Pretty much. Uh, it's like watching Cutie. It's like watching no, Cutie Pie. Hell no. It's like watching no, hell no. Your game that he's playing no hell no i don't know no hell no absolutely <laughs> not hap hell no if you like that you may like pewdiepie brandon no hell no but how, this how dare you <laughs> but i did love this how did you like who's that the punter what's his name mcafee yeah pat how... mcafee he like okay. he, uh, typically he's very 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 annoying during these things and like kickoff shows and stuff. But early on, Baron Corbin came into the room with a kendo stick and kind of bullied Matt Hardy into hitting him with a kendo stick for whatever reason, I guess to induct him into the club or whatever. <laughs> so he, he got hit with the kendo stick and like, he just was completely different on the pay-per-view. So he was actually like tolerable. Maybe it was one of those things like, uh, who is it? Um, Hurricane. Was it Hurricane? For what? On, uh, oh man. Oh no, Jay Lethal. That's who. Jay Lethal, where he would get hit and then ha- go into Machismo with uh, oh, the Elite. Yeah. Maybe it it's was... something like that where he got Whoa. hit and now he's. All right, so he w- you actually were a fan of him? No, during I didn't this... I was a fan of him. He was just tolerable. Tolerable. I, okay. I thought it was a lot better when. Uh... Kathy Kelly hosted it last last month or whatever, but I didn't um, mind it. I mean, I'm I'm more was... fan. I would be more inclined to eat the food that he got rather than the stuff that she got. She got sushi, giant sushi platters and stuff. Yeah, these pretzels looked awesome. Yeah, he got from the Philadelphia I... uh, Philadelphia Pretzel Factory. Yeah, I thought it was funny the entire time. All he wanted to do was get Adam Cole to give him a high five, and Adam Cole was totally not having it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, like, they had an argument about whether or not Kevin Owens was his friend or not. And he's like, well, he gave me a high five. And he's like, no, he, he didn't. I didn't see it or something like that. But I totally marked out when they brought up Mount Rushmore when Kevin Owens and Adam Cole were, like, hugging it out. Yeah. Totally awesome. It was cool that Matt Hardy stayed for the whole time. Yeah, that was cool. I laughed really hard during that flub where the lights went out. 
So where the the lights went out, they lost power and stuff, but the they were still recording. But I guess Liv Ty- Liv Morgan, Liv, Liv Tyler, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Liv Morgan, uh, really pushed the boundaries on this one. So the the lights went out, and they were like, "Oh, does this mean she's like, does this mean we could curse?" And they were pretty much explaining to her that we're still on, and then she just goes ahead and says something that got bleeped out, yeah. but got a reaction from everyone in the room. Because there's like there's typically like three rules like you can't curse, which this time they introduced you could use two of the quote unquote curse words, mm-hmm. which they said which ones you were able to use. We may have to uh, revisit that conversation now. <laughs> and you're not allowed to really like discuss insider stuff, I guess. What does that mean? I don't like you. I don't know. Like, do that Dana Dana Brooke thing that you mentioned last time. Yeah, like, oh, was that supposed to happen? She made she made a comment this time too. That was like, she was just like, um, what was it? Something about something being slow, something being slow and not not looking like it flowed well, or that it wasn't they weren't ready for it, something like that. I was just thinking, I'm like, I understand what she's saying, but I don't know if that's really should be out there. Yeah, I don't know. But it was announced that the pay-per-view was going to kick off with The Undertaker and Roman Reigns taking on Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre. Back-to-back sure? Drew matches. Black? Yeah, it was a no-holds-barred tag team match. And uh, Taker and Reigns got the victory here. Elias showed up, attacked Undertaker. Um, but, yeah, I... I Best, the, yeah, this, what? This was... McAfee trashed him, and then on um, on uh, Raw, I think, or SmackDown, Dolph Ziggler kind of poked fun at Goldberg. Mm-hmm. But like this was exactly what a 2019 Undertaker match should look like. I mean, that part of him versus Shane McMahon, when Shane McMahon hit the coast to coast, and then Taker just sat up and looked at him. Yeah, that was cool. I thought it was uh, cool. I kind of marked out because Undertaker was wearing a top that he really, I don't think has worn something similar to that since he was in like the corporate ministry. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was like kind of cool. Cause he's like facing Shane McMahon and whatnot. I don't know. I thought it was, yeah. cool. I, I edited out the uh, ring ropes and made it the, uh, the ring ropes in front of him at least and made it the picture of the week. <laughs> Uh, I would have totally marked out, totally marked out if Taker turned on Reigns to become Corporate Ministry 2.0. I would have totally lost it. Would you have? Um, it just wouldn't have made sense, but yeah. Not not at all. But you would have marked out. I like when Undertaker like did the whole like taunt with his like eyes and Drew McIntyre pops up from behind and hits him with the Claymore after that. Mm-hmm. I that was it. cool. Yeah, this too. was this was the perfect like Undertaker match that it, it, in 2019. Yeah. Up next um, for the WWE Tag Team Championships on the Raw brand, you had the Revival retaining the titles against the Usos. The Usos. I don't know why I said the Usos. John Olrud. Well. Yeah. I tried. Standard match, uh, Revival hits the Shatter Machine to uh, retain. Yeah. 
Next up, you had Alistair Black making his main roster debut, picking up the victory over Cesaro. Um, awesome match and shows really that that power of Alistair Black to overcome all of those it uppercuts shows the from Cesaro. Power of Cesaro too. He uh-huh. he, Alistair Black was on like the top rope or whatever, turned into the to do like the diving meteora to mm-hmm. Cesaro. Cesaro catches him, and not only catches him, he has him. St- sitting on his shoulders for the most part with his knees on his shoulders, lifts him up and hits that huge uppercut. I thought that was fantastic. This match was great. Yeah. Um, and we got to see more of that later in the week, but all right, next up we had the SmackDown women's title on the line in a two on one handicap match. Uh, Bailey picked up the victory over Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Ah, why? Oh, why? Why? What? Why did Bliss win? I mean, why did Bailey win? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Oh, why? Did Alexa Bliss leave during this match? I believe so. I don't remember. I don't remember what was happening. What was happening? Are you happy? I liked. With I liked that match. Huh? I liked this match, and yeah, of course, I'm happy with Bailey as champion. What did you like about it? I just like the interactions between them. Hmm. I think again, I was I was sold that NXT takeover. Yeah, that's something. I could see where Bailey had that slump, but it's I don't put it on her at all. It was on creative. Next, yeah. Well, next I had a last man standing match. Braun picked up the victory over Bobby. Um, This was like the match I didn't want to ever see again. And then, like, while I was watching, I was like, wow, this is, like, a really good match. Yeah. I really enjoy this. People were, like, hating on it on the internet. Like, they were hating the whole card, whatever, but they're probably just AEW fans at this point. Yeah. Because <laughs> I thought this was really good. They went backstage. Not backstage. They went uh, out into the curtain, like, through the crowd or whatever, and, like, by the merch stand and everything. At one point, they had, like, a – it looked like new sheetrock and stuff. Mm-hmm. Where I thought they were about to like go through that sheetrock, yeah, but that didn't happen. But uh, they did go through the merchandise stand. I thought that was cool. And then uh, it ends in the crowd. A fan got thrown down the steps. A fan in quotes, uh, which I thought was funny. And then it ends with Braun Strowman hitting a huge power slam to Bobby Lashley in a part of an, in the arena that just like would never actually be there. It just didn't make sense. It was like a giant, like square box. I didn't like. <laughs> I didn't know what it was. It didn't make sense to me. But the, my one complaint from this match came from the ending, where John Cone, instead of going up, like to actually see if anyone was standing up, because it was taller than Braun Strowman, you could not mm-hmm. see that. He's down in front of the box counting, and it's like, how could you actually count if you can't see? The competitors in there. He should have been like up on that ladder or or on the ledge where he got power slammed from. Nah. And then Braun Strowman punches his way through the 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 wood. I guess I don't know. I guess it was wood to, yeah. to win the match. I thought it was got a right really well it. done last man standing match, and very like surprising because it was again a match I did not want to see. But uh, a match that I very much so enjoyed. 
Yeah, they really pulled put through a solid match. Up um, next for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships, we have the New Day. Big E and Xavier Woods defeating Daniel Bryan and Rowan, as well as Heavy Machinery to become the new and six-time WWE SmackDown or just tag team champions in general. I'm definitely happy about that. But I'm, you know? I'm confused because, like, up until at this point, like, is, is Kofi also champion? Oh, I don't know. Does this make him a co-champ? I don't, I don't, it's like the way, like right away I assumed, I was like, absolutely, Kofi Kingston is now, (laughs) he's WWE champion and SmackDown tag team champion, but like the way that they were kind of selling it, it was like as if the free bird rule went away. Hmm. So it's like Big E and Xavier Woods are six-time champions. But, like, as as part of New Day. Mm-hmm. But Kofi Kingston isn't? That I'm not too sure. Yeah, I don't know. Because, I, I mean, like, Kofi's he's won I, many, I guess we're, many a tag team championships without Big E and Woods. I mean, we'll find out shortly. But next up, you had the U.S. title on the line. AJ Styles, alongside with Guns and Gallows, picked up the victory over Ricochet. Um... Ricochet's title reign is over. AJ Styles, a new one has begun. Which I'm happy. Like, I'm uh, happy that AJ Styles won. Oh, whoops! Oh, there it goes. It goes a cap. I, I thought it would have been. Um, it, it would have made all the sense to have AJ Styles win. I I feel like I picked Ricochet last time, but um, I picked AJ, so I got this one correct. Oh yeah, um, Mr. Pay Per View over here, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Catch it on. Uh, next up, oh, yeah, so with this, what happens now? I mean, would you toss Ricochet in another title scene, or? No, I mean, he's in the same title scene. All right, so still U.S. That's true, based off of everything else. Up next was another match that was thrown together last minute, uh, which I guess is exactly how the match should have gone. Uh, Kevin Owens picks up the victory over Dolph Ziggler after a stunner. 17 seconds. Don't call stunner. I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I thought it was good. Everybody popped for it, and that was that. Yeah, it's one of those finishers that no matter what, people will attribute to Stone Cold Steve Austin. But even like, it's going to pop. You could see, like, like, yes, there were 17 or 13 matches. One was obviously a surprise. One, the the one that was added was 17 seconds. And then the other one that was added was, was uh, seven minutes or eight hmm. minutes. So yeah. outside of that, it's like really only had like 11 matches. Yeah, true. Next up though, WWE title on the line. Kofi Kingston picked up the victory over Samoa Joe. Kofi Kingston survives. And it's like, what's again next for Joe? Can we just put Taz as his manager? No, just, because then I would want Taz to cut promos, and Joe doesn't need that. I know, but I just want to be a mark like that and have Taz with Joe. But that's just me. 
Um, but again, this was, I don't a, know. Good, where, this was where, a good match. Where does Samojo go? I feel like everything that Samojo has is for... Um, he has some kind of a, a vendetta against someone. And then it just goes along. Like, he never really gets put anywhere else. Yeah, and he doesn't. And when he wins a title, he doesn't keep it. No, he doesn't at least keep it for too long. Up uh, next was the main event of the evening. It was a uh, last chance winners take all Extreme Rules mixed tag team match, which I really kind of got annoyed with. Because it was, by the way, for the Universal Championship and the Raw Women's Championship. But I was annoyed with this because it started out where they were literally, it was, they were tagging in and out. And like, who cares about, it's the extreme rules. There's no rules. Yeah, stay in there. So it didn't make sense as to, like, it should have just been a tornado tag from the start. I don't get why. I really didn't understand the whole. That's like the same thing with Undertaker and uh, Reigns. That was also a tag match. Mm-hmm. It's no holds barred. Nothing. There's the same. There's no rules. How are you going to put tag rules on a, a match that has no rules? It just didn't make sense to me. But the way that it all came down was awesome. That finish. So what happened was Baron Corbin ended up hitting the end of days on Becky Lynch. Which is so stupid because he could have pinned her to win. That's what I thought was going to happen. I thought that he was going to pin Becky Lynch right after doing that, which I'm surprised didn't happen. How did that? She ended up rolling out of the ring, right? Yeah. And, and then, then the she was she on. was just out for the rest of the night, which, again, also didn't make I mean, yeah. Whatever. Well, I mean, she got hit with the end of days. I mean, I, I think that that is a correct selling of it, is that she is out um, for the long haul after getting hit with that. I thought they'd be funny if they did like a, uh, a comedic spot in there because uh, Lacey Evans had Seth written on her behind. Mm-hmm. I thought it'd be funny if, if Corbin's pants somehow fell and it said Becky on the back of his. That would be funny. So what do you think about this entire, like the way that it ended though? You didn't like it too much? Well, the whole match itself, I was just like, I liked the match overall and I didn't mind the ending, but like there was stuff that they added like last minute into this match where like Lacey Evans has Seth's name written on, on her butt and she's like flirting with him in the ring. Like I wish they like built up, built that up more throughout, Mm -hmm. like into the storyline. They, it was just all of a sudden she's like hitting on Seth Rollins because she because he's got a girlfriend or whatever. Yeah, but I liked a bunch of this stuff when they hit the uh, when Becky Lynch put Lacey Evans with the table with the leg drop and Seth Rollins hit the the frog splash on Corbin through the table. I thought that was really cool. I was actually surprised by that spot. I was expecting that spot to actually. I thought it was going to be in sync. I think it would be way too dangerous to do that. That's what I think, too. I think it was – I was expecting it to be in sync, but when it happened, I was just like, okay, I understand why it didn't happen that way. But, yeah, overall, I thought it was good. And then after this, the crowd went crazy because Brock Lesnar comes out with Paul Heyman. Um, Which Paul said earlier in the night that it's – He's going to be here, and he will cash in. And then he said, or maybe he won't, which is like after Kofi's match, I was like, holy, oh, my God. 
Yeah. I was like, oh my God, just please end the segment. Please leave. Go to the back already. <laughs> <laughs> show show the credits. Come on. Come on. Just please. Well, not the credits for him, but. And then, uh, yeah, so Brock comes out, hits, uh, what, two German suplexes and an F5 to win? Yeah. I'm I've, I'm fine with this. I, I really hated the fact that he had the money in the bank contract, but I'm fine with him being champion here. I enjoyed this ending. I wish there was another challenger for the title, but. Yeah, I'm totally with you. And I'm actually surprised that you're a fan of that, that you're a fan of Lesnar winning. I just, why, why, like, why just got too stale. So what else? Like, because I was expecting me to be the only one that was happy that Lesnar won. So why else? So just the stale? Yeah. It just, it, it was, I don't know. It just wasn't working anymore for me. Mm-hmm. I'm really surprised by that. So with Lesnar, I'm so happy that he's champion again. Um, like you said, Rollins was getting a little bit stale, but they didn't really put much in front of him outside of Corbin. Um, who else? They never really left the Lesnar storyline behind. No, because they kept teasing it. Yeah, so they didn't really leave that behind. But, I mean, obviously now this is going to continue forward. But I totally pop for this. A huge fan of this title change. But, yeah. So that's the pay-per-view. I swept, actually, as we're looking at the results. I swept. <laughs> so clean sweep for that's, me. That's not a true thing at all. No, but I'm looking at the results. I picked everyone correct. Mm. Can we get some verification on that? I'm pretty um, sure you picked Alexa Bliss, so Bam roasted. Nope, I'm looking at the sheet right now, and I'm Chris also, is I'm also Chris looking is confirming at the sheet, and you're Chris, just incorrect. So nope, Chris just confirmed it. Uh, thank you very much. I am the winner. Uh oh. So um, anyway, yeah, that so, was the pay per view Extreme Rules. Moving on to some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro, which opens up with Brock Lesnar. And Paul Heyman, Paul announced a, uh, which he made mention of the fact that he's now in creative control, basically. Which was awesome because Yeah, but I, does that mean that we're going to be seeing Bischoff on screen or is it just because Paul has been an on-screen character? I wouldn't be surprised if we see, well, we're going to see Bischoff next week. Yes, because they announced Raw Reunion. Yeah, so oh that's going to be the it's first like time. Really coming down out there. <laughs> so that's going to be the first time we see Bischoff. So maybe we will see him on Tuesday night as well. But yeah, so this entire promo I was a huge fan of, and I didn't really. There was nothing to it. He just came out and announced ten guys who will compete for, which I loved. I mean, I was marking out for this because I didn't know that this match was going to oh, be. Oh yeah, it was peace. already. First of all, the match was already announced before Raw. Yeah, I had no clue. Raw, Neither, so. I mean, me and Brad had no idea that oh that was God. announced. The Undertaker's coming. So, so we, so when they started announcing people, I was just like running through my head. I'm like, who could it be? Who could it be? Who else? Who else? And then at the end, I'm like, wait, did they leave a spot open for a, for like a random surprise guy? And then we they showed the ten on the screen all together. I'm like, ah, okay, we got ten. But I was so happy with everybody that they announced. Well, I'm, I mean, yes, I get the fact that Aleister Black, like, you need him to win so you don't put him in. But, like, I, I didn't see how, like, how did Cesaro get into that if it wasn't going to be, 
if he like lost on the pay per view. That I was surprised about Cesaro. Same, I was thing, with, same about, thing with I Lashley about, being in there. I was surprised with Zayn too. Zayn felt very random to me. Yeah. Um, especially because like I, I didn't understand why we were including SmackDown people. I, yeah, I don't. Like Heyman was just <laughs> I like. Don't know. I scouted a it's, it's because there's not enough people from Raw. That's what I didn't understand why we were bringing over SmackDown people for a Monday Night Raw title. Um, but I'm not going to complain about it because I really did enjoy that. Uh, so first match of the night, it was best two out of three falls match, six-man tag. Ricochet and the Usos picked up the victory over the Revival and Bobby Roode. Robert Roode. Robert Roode. Which Robert he's Roode. now back to looking like Robert Bobby Roode. Got the beard. Nothing different about him. Yeah, he's back to... I would not mind seeing... Uh, which, by the way, before we even talk about the match, Ricochet and Brock Lesnar had a super weird stare down. Okay, so I didn't know if that showed on the air. So with that, Ricochet was doing his celebratory stuff. And then... Uh, no, Lesnar was out there. Ricochet came out. But Lesnar it, it and seemed, Heyman were like standing at the steps, just watching it, it him. It seemed like Ricochet was part of the Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman segment. Exactly. Like I didn't know if that did all of that show. Yes, obviously, I'm talking about it. Well, I mean, I, did you see him attack him after? David. Okay, but <laughs> <laughs> which I, I thought, think that's what should have happened. I like if you interrupt Brock Lesnar, you should get attacked. That's what I was expecting. I thought that once Ricochet, I thought Ricochet was going to get cut off on his way to the ring, or after he did that backflip in the ring, that Lesnar would have went in the ring and hit him with a bunch of suplexes. Um, but regardless, that's one pro wrestling slash marking out Ricochet versus Lesnar. I would love to see. I am such a never. There's no way, dude. I am such a mark for where for a powerhouse versus a high flyer match. That Ricochet versus Lesnar would be so good. But uh, as far as this match goes, I would definitely like to see more of the club and Robert Roode teaming the together. Club? Oh, revival! The club. Yeah, the revival. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. I was um, thinking ahead. The club came out and attacked. Yeah. So the club came out and attacked. Which Ricochet. the revival? The revival joined in. The Usos held them off and. Uh, Rude joined in, and then AJ hit that sick, phenomenal uh, forearm. Yeah. Like, Ricochet did his flip and everything. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. And then but, uh, they hit him with the magic killer. Yeah, but the club and AJ uh, standing tall. So I guess AJ is definitely continuing this feud with Ricochet. I don't know if Ricochet... Like, I don't want to see Usos right now. I just feel like they were better suited on SmackDown. I I don't think that they're better suited on SmackDown. I think that they are better suited on Raw and SmackDown. But right now, they're just caught up with the Revival, which, as they should be. I mean, Revival's champions and stuff like that. But it's just, there's something there that's not meshing as well as when they were on SmackDown. Yeah. Not too sure what. Next up, Viking Raiders took on and defeated Jackson James and Vinny Grunner. Um, Jack Tomlinson and... Uh... Tom VS- and VSK from Creative Pro? Yeah. VSK uh, got injured. Really? Yeah, I believe he hurt his shoulder. Ah, uh, that stinks. But Viking Raiders, um, 
I marked out for the fact that I got to see them in action. Standard squash and, match. If you went to yeah. an NXT TakeOver, you would have seen more of a match. Oh, totally. Totally. Also, I 100% thought this would be Hawkins and Ryder here because they were attacked last week. Yeah, once you were texting me and stuff, I'm like, nope. Um, yeah, but ne- maybe that's where it's going to lead to. But if it does lead to that, do you think that Hawkins and Ryder, maybe they'll get that one, two, three kid upset victory? I don't. I don't know. I feel like I they mean, kind that's of have kind to of be like, like they kind of feel like. If they, if they did, I'm sorry for interrupting, but if they did, that would fit into their kind of, uh, I don't want to say their gimmick, but the way that they won the championship, like their quick yeah. schoolboys and stuff like that, it would fit into that. And then we do end up with the side storyline of the Viking Raiders with Hawkins Ryder, former champions. Which, uh, but, speaking of quick victories, the next match, you had Cedric Alexander picking up the victory over Drew McIntyre. Where uh, McIntyre had Cedric Alexander ready for that inverted uh, Alabama slam, slamma slam, Alabama slam, yeah. and yeah. Uh, Cedric rolled through right for through. the pin. I thought that was a Surprise. cool. That was a cool pin. Yeah, I mean, very very shocking victory, but cool that Cedric got the push. With, is going to be getting the push? It seems. Maybe we'll see about that. I hope so. Yeah. Next up, yeah, it's Moa Joe. Pick up the victory over Finn Balor. Um, so with this... Which, I was going to say, they had promos from each of them before the match, which, like, had such a really weird transition between the two of them. Because it was as if it was like a live promo in the ring, but they weren't near each other and they couldn't see each other. So, like, Balor does oh. promo and then Joe goes, Oh, what's this, blah, 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 Balor? And like starts talking as if he's like right in front of Balor, but it, I I nah. thought it was weird. You're right; it's raining really hard right now. Yeah. Um. So this. So what happened? Smojo after the match tried to pick up some scraps with Finn Balor and do a further beatdown. Tries to lock in the Coquina clutch, fails to. Finn Balor does get the upper hand in the uh, coup de gras, but this is where everything goes insane. Um. Yeah. Oh, so everything. I heard the thunder by you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Caught me off guard. <laughs> um. So yeah, all of the lights go out one by one, and there's well, weird first, kind no, of like no. First of all, Finn Balor's theme song slowed down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Slowed down. Which so stupid of commentary. They're like, oh my god, is there a blackout? Like, no, come on. That's not what it would ever happen in a blackout. They to- that would literally never happen. There's no way. They were making that reference probably because of Saturday. Well, that's what they were that they had mentioned that they were like, "Oh, well, we're in Long Island on Long uh, Island." Gotcha. All right. So what else uh, aired? Yeah. So they had the the lights go out, and uh, you have the weird, creepy, eerie music, and the lights are flashing in the ring, and all of a sudden, you you hear Finn Balor getting beat down. Lights uh, flash on, and you see, obviously we see it's Bray Wyatt on TV. No, it's Fiend. Well, come on. It's still Bray Wyatt, though. And uh, then the the lights go off again, and then the lights finally come in. You get the huge pop from the crowd. Bray Wyatt hits the Sister Abigail. Fiend hits the Sister Abigail. Yeah, but the Fiend is, is a character of his. It's Bray Wyatt. He's not going as the Fiend. He's Bray Wyatt. 
They didn't say, oh, my God, it's The Fiend. They said, oh, my God, it's Bray Wyatt. What do you think? Do you think that they should? Or no. is that too similar no, than Finn Balor? No. Well, then what's the difference with Finn Balor and the Demon? I don't have not an answer for you, but they don't have okay. to call him The Fiend. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate your honesty with that. <laughs> um, I would be okay if they did that. But I love – I totally marked out for this segment. I'm so curious. And I like the the – the add up to it, like the uh, how they had the animals and stuff starting to break out of the uh, Firefly Funhouse. Oh, the animals! <laughs> I, I forgot their names, like Abigail and Which all the. Which I hated the fact that WWE, when they would tweet about it, would call them puppets. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if Bray Wyatt had ever referred to them as puppets. No, what? What? It would be cool. Watch that. All of these people, all of these uh, characters, are actually the souls of someone from the past and they're just trapped in the so firefly funhouse does, fun does house. he get managers or what hmm does, does the wyatt family reform or what i don't i don't think so i think run with this for now i wouldn't be i would think it would be cool if you said that these were past souls trapped souls and that they are they cannot leave the house um and all of that but now what's next? I mean, we're going to have Balor. Obviously, and it seems like it's going to be Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt at SummerSlam. But which that's the like, last like time stink. we saw that, it was that god-awful Sister Abigail versus the demon. Yeah, and that's Which we never because, got like, to see. Why didn't we get to see it? Bray Wyatt ended up getting sick. The whole roster got sick or whatever. Oh, so they never had to pay off with that, no. did they? No. Why is it I feel like I saw the match with them? I definitely didn't see it as the Demon and Sister Abigail, that's for sure. Interesting that that match did not Which, take by place. By the way, somebody pointed out that, uh, what was it, 2016? Yeah, it was the I think same, 16. Same amount, same champion, same uh, feud. Not every same champion. Well, not same, it was WWE, them. not WWE, it was uh, Universal, Rock. US. Tag team. SmackDown tag team. Yeah, SmackDown tag team. You had Shane McMahon feuding with Kevin Owens. Yeah, and then it, this feud now. Yeah, it was uh, October 2017 as compared to now. So that was the uh, reference. Um, yeah, so coming off of that markout moment, uh, another markout moment. Zack Ryder picked up the victory over Mike Kanellis. Which Maria, Maria tried to take Mike's place in this match, and the referee wouldn't let her, which I thought was which really was, funny. I thought that was so awesome. She's like, I will do it. Yeah, um, but yeah, and like you said, four seconds, which Mike Rome announced that Zack Ryder was the winner in under a minute, which they never do that. I thought that that was weird, too. Well, it was obviously it feeds into the storyline. Like, you couldn't even last a minute. Ah, uh, yeah, but it was just weird. It, but is that the quickest match on Monday Night Raw or no? Probably There has not. to be quicker. I mean, I don't have, how much quicker can it be than one, two, three? Uh, I don't know. I'm that'd, be, that'd be pretty interesting start. if Ryder was like Monday Night Raw history. Right. But I, I don't know. On, on 205 Live, though, Mike Kanellis ends up challenging uh, Drake Maverick and Maverick snapped and uh, started beating up Mike Kanellis. 
He said, if you want to get through, uh, want to get to Drew, to Drew Gulak, you got to go through me. So we're going to see Maverick step up and wrestle Mike Kanellis. That's going to be pretty good, you know. Up next, we saw the club taking on Lucha House Party, which I like that it wasn't a squash match. I like this too. But I like what, that it wasn't a squash match. But what was super annoying and like knife jabbing into my damn gut. I know. Was Ricochet coming out, attacking AJ Styles, which there's absolutely no way the referee didn't see that. There's no, no way the referee like just was completely oblivious to that. And on top of that, referees came out to pull Ricochet apart. How is that not a DQ? Like, wouldn't the referees say, like, oh, by the way, this just happened? I thought for sure it was a DQ. And then they keep saying, we need to reset every freaking week. We need to reset. We need to reset. We'll come back from commercial commercial break after we reset. You know how annoying that is to hear every single week? Very. I, I like I'm I just with this whole no wrestling during commercial break thing. I'm like so sick and tired of two out of three falls matches. I think it's like just completely like made the match mean nothing. So during so being even, there even with that, sorry to cut you off there, with two out of three falls match, it still irks me that last week. Michael Cole goes, oh, we'll, we'll take a commercial break after the second fall, which guarantees basically that there's going to be a second fall, which again on this week's episode, when the, the revival in their match after the second fall, sure enough, you know what they did? They went to commercial break. Yeah. I'm, you know, being there for the live crowd, it didn't actually translate too bad. It didn't translate too bad, but it was kind of weird. But it also, they didn't have promos coming out during those segments. Like, when there was a a break during the match, they didn't have anybody come out for a promo. Like, what happens during those matches? They just really stand there, talk to each, like, do the little... They reset the match. They reset the match. Let's reset the match. That's really it. They just stand in one corner, the other guy in the other corner, and they talk. Um to their respected corners uh, during let's see other times during the event you had mojo come out to cut a promo which was awful you had I, well yeah well yeah. it was awful titus o'neill came out to cut a promo but it was more he spoke about his book right yeah it was more about that and putting over um um i forgot who he put over maybe the police department i forgot um, and then you also had Dana no Brooke. way Jose. Oh yeah. Dana Brooke cut a promo and no way Jose cut a promo. I, I don't get how do you, the how, no way Jose how do you gimmick. Know, how do you know this? Oh, I saw, well, WWE then they tweet out the promos. I didn't see Dana Brooks. I was looking for hers, but I didn't see it. Oh, they actually tweet them out. Uh, Not during, during, no afterwards, way after. Oh, gotcha. Um, Dana Brooke actually did a, so on main event, uh, Dana Brooke actually did a good job, I gotta admit. And I was Dude, surprised. It, it, I'm, if you watch her on uh, Watch Along, it's like I'm, uh, I'm a fan of hers. 
All right, I'll have to give it a shot because I'm, I was actually surprised. During the main event, Dana Brooke picks up a victory over Sarah Logan. I know I'm going off beat, but I was so shocked. Dana Brooke had the crowd behind her. There were people in my in my yeah, section. Yeah, well, when I think when she was announced uh, for that ladder match, I think people were like, "Oh my god!" And like they were behind Dana Brooke in that match. I think. I mean, there was a little girl behind me cheering for Dana Brooke. I was really thrown off by that. I'm like, "Wow!" Oh, and just uh, to backtrack a little bit on the victory from Zack Ryder, he is not the quickest. So there's two other matches that I could find really quickly right now that were quicker for Monday Night Raw. So you had Jerry Lawler and Chris Jericho taking on Taz and Midian, naked Midian, and that was three minutes. <laughs> three that minutes? Was, uh, three seconds. I wonder so, who got the pin there. Uh, Midian caused, let's see, um, distraction from mid, naked Midian caused Lawler to get distracted, pick up a win. Oh, Taz got distracted by Naked Midian, and Lawler picked up the victory. It was a beat, uh, not beat the clock, but it was three seconds. And then before that, it was Spike Dudley picking up a victory in three seconds over William Regal on Monday Night Raw. Hmm. For the, I think it was for the European Championship. Yeah, for the European Championship, three seconds. Dude, that would totally not fly today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Up next, though, you had Seth Rollins interviewed backstage, um, and he basically said that he'll go through anyone and everyone and do whatever he can to have another match and defeat Brock Lesnar. So it'd be it's I, I don't I don't really need to see Seth Rollins again against Lesnar, but I I'm in the same boat. Like I don't need to see that again, but. I'm okay to see it again, but I just don't – I don't want a squash match. I, I want it to be an I actual – I don't think – I can't see it being a squash match. Well, it wasn't that what happened last time with them. It was a quick victory with Rollins picking up the victory. It was like a three-minute uh, three yeah. match, I think. It wasn't that long. Yeah. But up but, next, you had a four-women elimination match to determine who is facing – Becky Lynch at SummerSlam. And you had Natalia picking up the victory over Alexa Bliss, uh, Naomi, and Carmella in a near 18-minute match, which I was very, very surprised with how much time they got. Yeah, I mean, the first fall was Bliss eliminating Carmella, but then Natalia eliminated Naomi at the 12-minute mark. Like, there was so much time where they were all together. And I, I really, I liked this match. I think fans were trending boring during this. Yeah. But I, I did not see anything wrong with this match at all. I was very this, entertained. And I went into this match thinking, like, I want to see Natalia versus Becky Lynch. There's so much, like, history between the two of them. So what happened for this? This, it seemed like it was actually a bathroom break match. When I was... Because uh, I, I did walk out on this at the beginning of this match. Not before I did. Like, I walked out right after, like, the closing of the clubs, the club and Lucia house party. Like, after they were standing victorious, I walked out. Um, but it, when I was looking around, it seemed like more and more people were coming out into the hallway during this match. But uh, Becky Lynch cut a promo afterwards and was like kind of like a heelish promo. Um, 
telling Natty not to expect like her friend in this match, which Natty stepped up right back in her face and used words that I don't think we can use on this podcast. Nope. And uh, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm pumped to see this. Um, I, think, I think we've we've seen. I mean, they've evolved so much since. I think the. I'm almost certain maybe the last time we saw a singles match between the two of them was 2016. I guess I, I do think. have to keep an. I guess I, I do have to keep an open mind with this. Correct. It's SummerSlam in Canada. Come on. I know. I should keep an open mind with this. Granted, uh, Natalia's family is from all the way to the other side of the continent but yeah next up next miss miss tv with dolph ziggler which i thought was i'm kind of oh house house rattling one bolt of thunder like yeah it sounded like a bowling ball just went go through your room yeah i I thought the segment was kind of pointless though like i didn't get it it was miss pandering to long island dolph ziggler pointing it out Saying like you're not from here, you're you're wearing a New York style shirt. You're not even from Hollywood. You're from Cleveland. <laughs> and then it ended with Miz attacking Ziggler. Like, are we? Is that like moving forward? Are we going to be seeing that as a feud, or is Ziggler sticking on SmackDown? I have no idea. I'm. I, I can only think that it's going to be a feud going forward. But I mean, then you have Ziggler with Kevin Owens so often. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but next up, earlier in the night, we had seen uh, Drake Maverick and Renee check into what I can only assume was the Marriott. I, I would think so. Uh, and they go up to their room, whatever. R-Truth pays the guy off with a dollar, I think, which is kind of messed up. If you're in the hotel business, you accept bribery to see somebody's room. Ooh, but uh, well it, it ends up with R-Truth showing up while... Uh, Maverick's about to consummate his marriage. He pins him. One, two, three. At this moment, the crowd went, got so loud. It went crazy. The pop was huge. And I was actually surprised that it translated so well, being that it was a, um, on the Titantron kind of a deal and wasn't in front of the live audience. The transmission of on screen to the live audience was, it really did translate very well. So I was actually happy about that because it was such a funny segment. But to hear the crowd laughing, cheering during them airing this was actually really cool. They cut back to commentary and Corey Graves goes, I would have utilized a small package. And then they all start hysterically laughing. <laughs> Not hysterically laughing, but they all they all laughed. I thought it was funny. Yeah, that is funny. Uh, but up next was the main event of Monday Night Raw, Seth. Rollins won in an elimination match. You had Baron Corbin, Biggie, Lashley, Braun Strowman, Cesaro, Randy Orton, Rey Mysterio, Roman Reigns, and Sami Zayn in this match, which I thought it was a terrible battle royal. Could we just start off? Let's not even talk about the battle royal. The entrances were all wrestlers shown on TV. Yes, every single entrance was shown on TV, and then it cut to commercial break, I think. So what I don't like is that everybody got such a such a rushed entrance because obviously if they aired all of them, it's not like they air. Well, they're like all a, they're, it's it's an all star battle royal. They're all main event supposed to be main event guys. So you gotta can't just I'm, have them show up in the ring. Uh, that's what I I was expecting something like that. But for Seth Rollins, 
uh, former champion as of the night before. They didn't even give his full theme song. I mean, they started his entrance on the Burn It Down. Who do you get cut it, off by, though? Who do you get caught up by? Um, Big E? I think Big E. It wasn't a, I don't think it was a heel. But the fact, but I don't like that it wasn't, you didn't get like the, the drums, the drums, the drums, and then the burn it down. It started on burn it down. So the crowd wasn't even ready to chant with it. Well, so I, I thought that that was stupid. I thought the match was really bad. It was like nothing happened. Nothing did happen. I mean, realistically, it's, it's, it's such a shame. Like we could have gotten like a new feud out of this or something. Obviously, I was hoping for Cesaro, even though in the back of my mind, it's like, yeah, that's clearly not going to happen. I know. I mean, honestly, I was still happy with this match because I got to see Randy Orton. I got to see Rey Mysterio, Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn, Braun Strowman, uh, Bobby Lashley. Yeah, we just named everybody less. in the match. You know? You, but, you, but, you mean you couldn't care less? Yeah, I couldn't have cared less. But I was really happy to be able to see some of these people in action. Um, I just thought it was like literally one of the worst battle royals I've ever seen. The or fact the that it came down to worst. the fact that it came down to Rollins and Randy Orton, I don't get. Like, why I didn't want to. I didn't want to see either of them in that main event. Definitely why not. Rollins Randy Orton. Under the, why did Rollins, uh, Randy Orton hide uh, during the match? I don't know. Right? Did it? Wasn't he the one under the ring? I guess. I mean, he was the one. No, I. I thought well, that yeah, he did. I don't know. I whatever. He showed up, and then I was like, "No, God, no, no, God." Yeah. Um, I could only think that maybe this is going to lead to Braun Strowman versus Roman Reigns in the storyline, but this is exactly Braun what we Strowman had. Braun Strowman versus Roman Reigns. Why? Just because they got they both got eliminated. They by continued. Runs. They continued Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman in this. Yeah. And That's I think true. it was very obvious that Seth Rollins was going to be winning this. Very obvious I, that we're at SummerSlam. It was going to be Summers, uh, Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. I had feel I had fingers crossed for Braun Strowman. It, that, I, it just wouldn't have made sense. There, it was one hundred percent the only Brock person Lesnar in this match. The only person that made sense was Seth Rollins. Absolutely just, the only person. I guess I'm going to have to wait till WrestleMania for Braun to have his moment. I, mean, I, I feel like Raw, we've been waiting for two years already. Uh, well, we have been. I mean, we had Nicholas. Nicholas Mania, where Braun could have won the championship at that one. And then the most recent, he could have won again, but he wasn't put in the match. But uh, Monday Night Raw ended very weird because it ends with Seth Rollins challenging Brock Lesnar to get in the ring. Lesnar walking down to the ring, hitting the chair against the ring. Rollins still challenging him to get in the ring. Fade to black. What was weird with this was the chair wasn't even out there to begin with. So Lesnar came out, and then a guy came out and put the chair on the ramp while Lesnar was out there already. And then Lesnar turned around and took the chair. Yeah. So, but, all right, let's get on to some SmackDown. They started off by showing a clip from earlier in the night with uh, Shane McMahon giving Kevin Owens the night off which led into the live show of Shane hosting a town hall, first ever SmackDown town hall. 
where Roman Reigns was the first to step up and told Shane to kiss his, uh, Whoa. so wow. Shane find him. Mm-hmm. Then Shane called out Charlotte. She stepped up, puts Shane over, loves, I love the McMahons. Our families are such great friends. You were always great to me. Then Liv Morgan steps up, cuts her off. Which was cool. I was actually, I thought it was cool that Liv Morgan cut her off. Yeah, she told her to stop being a phony. Then uh, Shane McMahon moved to Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy steps up and says Kevin Owens probably needs to keep his name out of his mouth. And then Shane's like, well, you're no longer the best kept secret. Let's talk. We're going to talk after this. So I really, don't tease me, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I really hope that leads to like a push or something. But Murphy, he deserves it. Uh, then Shane McMahon moved on to Apollo Crews, who uh, steps up to kind of like say that nobody likes him and everybody whatever. And they get, he gets cut off by Zelina Vega and Almas. Uh, Setting up the third match. And then Elias stepped up with his own, with his guitar and his own microphone. Yeah, what do you say? I am not Kevin Owens? Yeah. Or, hello, I'm not Kevin Owens. I love that. And he gets cut off by New Day, who uh, Shane McMahon had their mic cut. And he ends it. He ends the town hall, and Cesaro, a Raw superstar, steps forward to challenge Aleister Black, and Shane sets it up. Um, and then after that, Kevin Owens came from behind and hit Shane with a stunner, walked off to the crowd. He didn't really walk off. I mean, he kind of ran off. He didn't. No, he, he ran he off. Walked off. off. I would say he walked off. He didn't like take off running. He he walked through the crowd. He didn't like leave right away. He stood there. Oh in the no arena. no no no! I'm thinking of the end of the night. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the first match of the evening, we saw Alistair Black pick up the victory over Cesaro, which I thought, again, was a really good match. And I really do want a best of seven in there here. Alistair Black at the Black Mass and knocked Cesaro's mouth guard out of his mouth. I thought it was a really cool spot. Anything? Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. That uh, knocking the mouthpiece. I do like Cesaro that his mouthpiece does say the bar on it. Yeah. Um, um, still true with the bar. The match up next was Charlotte Flair defeating Liv Morgan, which again, it's, I mean, I don't actually, I didn't say this again, but I didn't say it the first time is what I should say is I think it's awesome to see Liv Morgan being used on SmackDown. Finally. I agree with you. Unfortunately, it was in a losing effort, but even, she was being but, but even more so, unfortunately, she came out to the ride squad theme song, Riot squad entrance, Everything just like Sarah Logan. Is that did you notice that for Logan on Raw? No, uh, Logan did not come out to that. She came out to her own. Really? And she, yeah, on, on main event, she came out to her own. And the entrance didn't have like the Riot Squad theming. No, it was a Viking. Really? Yeah, Sarah Logan was full fledged Viking. So after the match, Liv Morgan grabbed Corey Graves' uh, headset and said. Flair was right, and the next time you see her, she won't be a phony or whatever. So I'm hoping maybe she comes back with, like, maybe she'll get, like, the blonde hair again, and she comes back with the the Yo theme song. Hmm. I don't know. 
Um, next up, you had Bailey and Ember Moon picking up the victory over Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Um, I didn't expect stinks. Bailey to be Ember's partner. I that that threw me, but I was fine with that. And you know, it, was a, it was a really quick match. It could have been just Ember Moon's alter ego, but That's, what does that mean? She read Jekyll and Hyde, dude. It only makes sense. She was reading no, Jekyll and Hyde. Makes sense, but afterwards. Um, Bailey's being interviewed about the women's championship and who should step up next. And she kind of just invites Ember Moon for a, a title shot and says, like, she deserves it. So I'm pumped to see that at SummerSlam because I, I think I've been waiting since NXT TakeOver 2, I want to say. After, yeah, it's been after, a while. After Bailey lost to uh, Asuka, she, um, Ember Moon went was backstage with her and like gave her like a pep talk or whatever. And like thanked Bailey, which was kind of like, I think Bailey's like send off to NXT. Maybe I could be wrong, but, um, but yeah, I, I don't, we've never seen a singles match between the two of them. So I'm pumped for that. Mm. Up next, you had Nakamura being interviewed about the intercontinental championship and Mustafa Ali steps up. Uh, so I guess we'll probably see that match at SummerSlam. Maybe. And there's enough time between now and SummerSlam to build stuff. It's just WWE how, has to do it. How hopeful are you that they will build it, though? I don't have many hopes when it comes to them building up feuds. That's the thing that stinks, you know. But next up, you had a six-man tag. No, yeah, the, the whole New Day promo first. Oh, yeah, the New Day promo, yep, yep. About them being champions again, which is like, that again lead me to led me to think Kofi Kingston's not part of the SmackDown Tag Team Championship run this time? I mean, I was just, I guess, to further along with that, I was surprised that Big E didn't have New Day on his side during that uh, that Battle Royal either. Well, I mean, why would he have... It's, they're not in the match. No, but even just as a support system. I mean, they go, come out and support Kofi Kingston, I think. I thought that... But not during singles matches. That's true. I don't know. I guess I was just expecting expecting a, all of New Day to come out with Biggie and support him, or even just walk him down the ramp and then go back up to show unity. Well, Daniel Bryan and uh, Rowan came out, and Bryan was supposed to introduce, not introduce, but like announce a career-altering announcement or whatever that he had, and then he just kept being silent and then dropped the mic. So maybe kind of like a- maybe. Being silent is going to be his gimmick from now on. So, Chris Jericho? I, yeah, I don't know. But Samoa Joe came out and speaks about how he wants to be WWE champion. Elias does the same thing. They get cut off by Randy Orton. Elias is like, look, we we may not, like, be able to face Kofi Kingston tonight, whatever, like, one-on-one, but we could certainly team up, which I don't get why Samoa Joe would agree to that if he's always been all about himself. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's interesting to note that they are advertising Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton in September. Oh, no. At that Madison Square Garden show, which I think is kind of cool because that's, that's like... Throwback. Because at the last time Raw was at Madison Square Garden, that's when the whole Kofi Kingston-Randy Orton spot happened in the crowd. That's crazy that that was the last time they were at Raw at yeah. MSG. Yeah, and before that for SmackDown was um, 
Jeff Hardy won the number one contendership in a four, fatal four-way, went on to Extreme Rules, I think, to defeat... CM Punk. Well, he defeated Edge to become the WWE champion and then CM, or the World Heavyweight champion, and then CM Punk immediately afterwards cashed in for the second time. Ah. Uh, that's pretty cool. But cool. Up, Notes. up next was that six-man tag match where Elias, Randy Orton, and Samoa Joe picked up the victory over New Day. It kind of fell flat for me. It was, like, meaningless to me. Yeah, this wasn't... I feel like, for me, I need... I don't know. Like, because uh, two weeks ago, or three weeks ago, I loved the six-man tag with Ricochet and everyone. While with this one, like you just said, it kind of just fell flat. There was nothing for me to latch onto and be like, okay, this person's in the ring. Now I really want to watch. Like, I don't know if this is going to lead to a bunch of one-on-one matches or, like, a triple threat to determine who's going to be facing Kofi, but it just, like, it didn't... It just didn't do anything for me. Hey, at least we didn't have any two out of three falls matches on SmackDown. <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> up next, we had R-Truth backstage hiding from Drake Maverick in, I think, a, a washing machine or a dryer or something. I don't know what it was. But uh, Carmella was like, Truth, I have a way for you to hide in plain sight. And then brought up San Diego Comic Con. Oh, so man. I think maybe they're going to be filming some stuff at San Diego Comic Con. That's going to be awesome. Where I'm assuming Drake Maverick is just going to start pinning random people. Like there's That'd going to be... be some guy there dressed like a referee or whatever. And he goes, no, I know who you are or something. I don't, I don't know. I feel like he'll end uh, that... up pinning random people. That could be really funny. Just yeah. like splicing together a bunch of clips of R Truth pinning other wrestlers. No, not R Truth, Drake Maverick. Oh, I was thinking R Truth. Nah, I don't know. Because Drake think... Maverick is super paranoid when it comes to who's who. He wants the title back. He's already like posting flyers again. But with R Truth, maybe he could pin random people for title defenses. I don't see that happening, nor would I want R- that to happen. But then our truth can say like, "Oh, I defeated, let's say, Undertaker." No, I don't want that nope. to happen. I don't think that's good. You'd rather Maverick? Well, it has to be Maverick because he's chasing the title. Well, who is not to say our truth uh, that they won't encounter each other there? That's the whole point of the being at Comic Con because he'll be hiding in plain sight. Yeah. So it's going to be fun. I cannot wait for that to get out there. Uh, Next up, women's title on the line, tag team title. Kabuki Warriors picked up the victory over the Iconics, but the Iconics are celebrating all the way home because it was by countdown. Um, I love the fact that they celebrated their loss. I like, yeah, I like Billy Kay realizing that, like, oh, I f- can win this or lose this, but still retain the titles via countdown. Yeah, and I hope the Iconics don't lose the titles at SummerSlam and. Just like with the Nakamura and Ali thing, there's plenty of time before SummerSlam where they can build up a feud between these two teams. Show us that you know how to write tag team wrestling, WWE. Unfortunately, Kabuki Warriors, I think, it's only they're basically set up. They're basically set up to fail, though, but they're not going to. In the sense that, in the sense that. 
Asuka should have never been Kyrie Sane's tag team partner in the same sense of that they don't have a, a, a solid tag team um, entrance music. Oh, Paige, I, I, Paige serves almost no purpose, which sucks because I like Paige. I, I agree with you all, with all of that, but I mean, I think that they're set up for success in that they definitely will be tag team champions. Well, no, but I'm not saying that they're not going to be tag team champions. I think they definitely will be, but it's... yeah. They're just, but they I, I were set up incorrectly. That's just yeah. Not... No, I I understand what you're saying. Um, next up, Apollo Cruz picked up the victory over Andrade in 55 seconds. Um, yeah, kind of a uh, a finish out of nowhere, like the Cedric Alexander match, which is weird. Yeah, except this was less than a minute. Yeah. So I'm not too happy with that, but you know. It's good to see Apollo Crews getting a push. Should be in Andrade should be up there though. What's your take? Well, up where? Like he should be a champion. He should be battling for something like that as opposed to losing in less than a minute. Right, but they've like it's they're just continuing this feud, so I don't have a problem with that. And they I, they built it up at the Shane the, yeah. the Old Town Road Forum or whatever they want to call it. Yeah. All right. So and also, man, by the way, I thought it would have been funny if Shelton Benjamin was somebody that stood stood that stood up to the microphone, mm-hmm. that got up to the microphone or whatever, and then like just did his like looking around thing and smiling. Yeah. But uh, the main event, uh, Shane McMahon had said if Dolph Ziggler could find. Kevin Owens' phone number, whatever, call him, get him back to the arena. They could have a match. And uh, it ended in a no contest. Uh, during the match, you had all, like, the heel wrestlers come out and surround the ring. And just as Kevin Owens was going to win, Shane McMahon pulls Kevin Owens out of the ring. Kevin Owens hits Shane with a stunner and ran off. Yeah, not so smart for Shane to do that. Well, not so smart for Kevin Owens because Shane said uh, you're gonna pay you're gonna pay kevin you're gonna pay yeah but how will he pay yeah million dollar man gonna show up next week i well yes he is he's confirmed oh there you go there's a bunch of people confirmed for raw reunion which i don't understand like this i don't know what this is gonna be i don't know if it's gonna be related to 2k20 at all still no news about it I don't know. I'm going to avoid everybody that's announced. Well, you got Hulk Hogan. You got Stone Cold Steve Austin. You got Mick Foley. Everybody basically but The Rock. I actually took my earplugs out. So whether or not, I I really don't know if The Rock will show up. I don't think that's going to be a thing. I don't think that, I can't see him showing up. What is really a reunion show? Just a bunch of people. But what's the point of it? And I don't understand. You you see the commercial. It's not it's not spoiling it. I didn't see the commercial. It says who's going to be there. Nothing. But a what's spoiler. the point of a reunion show, though? You know. I don't know. Unless it's not. If it's not for two K twenty, then I have no idea. Yeah. That's everybody. Everybody that's announced could potentially be there for it. Yeah. But then again, it's care. like it just doesn't make sense. Like I don't know if they're going to be like. I don't know if they're going to be wrestling. I can't see them wrestling. There's still people that are young enough to be wrestling, though. Hmm. 
I guess we'll find out. Uh, like Shane Helms could definitely wrestle. Nah. What's interesting is uh, a tweet that uh, apparently Bubba Ray was invited. Mm-hmm. He said, I don't know whether or not he'll accept, but that, that should be interesting. Yeah. I'm assuming I'm... the only person that wasn't invited was Billy Gunn. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he'll be on there. <laughs> but, all right. That was SmackDown and the, all the sports entertainment. So, so uh, shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. All right, everyone. Korean Pro Wrestling is going to be putting on an event July 21st in Hicksville, New York. This is Korean Pro Presents Crowning Achievement. The main event is going to be the finals of the CAPTV title tourney. Max Caster going to be taking on VSK. You'll have the champ Pat Buck, MJF. John Silver, and so many more. Go check them out, createaprowrestling.com, and on Twitter at createapro. Also, go check out This Is Wrestling, The Joey Ryan Story. Uh, go give it a follow at Joey Ryan Doc. This is going to be one of, the, uh, one of just five documentaries selected to play at the 2019 San Diego Comic-Con uh, Film Festival. So that is a huge, awesome honor uh, to be featured. And... You know, I, I look forward to hearing and seeing what everybody has to say about this. And we wish it the best of luck. Also, go check out, go give a follow to Brandon's, uh, actually, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. But uh, Aquafina, 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 uh, go give her a follow because I actually saw her in Crazy Rich Asians. And oh, she you was watched actually, that movie? I saw a part, uh, part of it. I actually do want to finish it, though. But she was really, really funny. And she was on uh, Ryan and Kelly today. And I was entertained by her. You know? An old woman? <laughs> well, no, but that's all they have on in the clinic. Should like, we... in, the, oh. in, the cl- in the clinic, it's News 12, News 12, News 12. I was going to say, should we go to a taping of Ryan and Kelly? No, I hate it. Really? They are so They are so fake. They are intensely, immensely out. It's a different than so, working out. <laughs> so fake. Like, so they play that, and then right after that, at once the 10 o'clock hits, it's Wayne Brady time with uh, Let's Make a Deal. Wayne and then Brady. it goes into, yeah, then it goes into Drew Carey with uh, everything else. I, uh, yeah. I liked that movie. Crazy Rich Asians? Yeah. Would you ever watch a movie with closed captioning? Like a foreign movie or no? No, hell no. Okay. I don't it was need a... to read when I watch a movie. <laughs> Can you? Yeah. Okay. They have check. they have captions on on some things that I watch, but not like the whole movie. Mm-hmm. There, yeah, there was a movie, a Filipino movie that I saw that I really loved. Uh, <laughs> How could I watch the movie if I'm reading the movie? Multitasking. It was you called. Can't, uh, I can't do that. Uh, can't help falling in love, like the uh, the song. And it was a, a chick flick, really, really good though. Um, I guess the two, the main couple of that movie are a couple in real life, or at least married in real life. And I think it's awesome. So Wait, go check what, that out. What move? What? What's the? Where is it from? Um, it's from. It's a Filipino movie. It's called uh, "Can't Help Falling in Love." The stars of it, Catherine Bern, uh, Bernardo and Daniel Padilla. 
I wonder if that's on Netflix that I that if that's why it, it is. sounds familiar. Oh, it is on there. Can't help falling in love. It's actually really really good. And it's um, just it's not English. No, I, well I guess it's a mix. There is some English. Uh, there's a good amount of English mixed in with Filipino. Um, but so it's a mixed movie, but it's actually worth checking out. I mean, and then this, the two stars in it star in a bunch of movies get paired up together. So you should go check out all their other movies too. Yeah. But, but, uh, those are shameless plugs. Hey, Chris got a match of the week. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Chris. Uh, I could not be here for the full podcast this week, but I did want to give you my match of the week. And it comes from AEW Fight for the Fallen. Kenny Omega versus Shima. This match ruled. Um, it shows you how awesome of a competitor Shima is. We all know Kenny Omega is one of the hottest things in professional wrestling right now. So I go recommend signing up for Bleacher Report Live and checking this match out for free. Because the replays are free. And Excalibur rules on commentary regardless. That's, uh, I don't know what how many times it said regardless. ProSNC.com slash marking out. Brandon says uh, Excalibur's not good. But speaking of Brandon, many shoutouts. Hey there, pal, it's me, Mickey Mouse, and you're listening to Brandon's Shoutouts. The latest episode of Conan is getting a shout-out. Uh, it was a really bizarre episode because uh, Kumail Nanjiani was supposed to be on it, but he was going to promote the, the movie Stuber, which also stars Batista. But he had to cancel, like, last minute because he was still filming stuff for the last season of Silicon Valley. How do you cancel last minute? It, it, apparently they, like, went over... Uh, time filming and he just he wasn't going to be able to make it to Conan so within like 30 minutes before the show they had uh, Conan's like assistant get into hair and makeup and then he like interviewed her a bit but mm-hmm. it was pretty good for like a thrown together last minute episode all these uh, starting I believe tomorrow through Sunday are uh, Conan at Comic Con or maybe those Saturday. are always no, good no no that doesn't make sense Maybe it starts yeah, it on Saturday. I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know when Comic-Con starts, but whenever Conan's coming back to Comic-Con, so those should be good shows. But up next is a shout-out to Rocco's Modern Life uh, because there's a new film that comes out on August 9th on Netflix, and I'm definitely looking forward to it. It's uh, him in the future. Well, present day, I guess, but... It looks good, and I can't wait to see it on Netflix. And the last shout-out comes from 205 Live this week, and it's the main event match of it, which was Chad Gable picking up the victory over Jack Gallagher. But uh, this match was just absolutely incredible. If you haven't seen it, definitely go out of your way to watch this. I thought it was really good. I was like, I just I want to see like Chad Gable versus Jushin Liger because of this match and stuff. It's such. It was. It was a good match. Chris agreed. Chris thought it was really good as well. Um. So I. I. I would comment, but I haven't seen it. Yeah. So I think you should definitely check it out from Two Hundred Five Live this week. 
But those are my shout-outs. Now it's time for our... Moment of the Week! That is right, our Mark Out Moment of the Week. I think uh, Paul Heyman showing up at Evolve 131 was really cool. Yeah, and, that was... Um, that was just pretty unexpected. I think just overall it might have to be Bray Wyatt showing up at Nassau Coliseum. I, uh, yeah, that was an amazing moment. Uh, I was not expecting it. There was no. I was expecting maybe he would show up in a background or something or in a mirror, but he's in the flesh. As soon as the lights went out, I was like, "Oh hell yeah!" They're about to debut Bray Wyatt. I didn't think we were going to see the legit debut. I thought maybe we were going to get a tease, but yeah. And then I, we didn't even mention it, but they, I don't think we mentioned it, but him laughing at the end. No. Right? Did we, we didn't mention that. Nope. The, the laughter closing out this segment was just so creepy and just cool. So and next, apparently next, Finn Balor's taking some time off. So, Interesting. I could only imagine that next Monday we're going to get Firefly Funhouse to kind of bring this all together, be like, what just happened, like, or something like that. Or we get a live in-ring promo or something. Mm, I think too soon. It's not yet. Go Now I think now go back to Firefly Funhouse. We'll, we'll probably, regardless, which is now uh, for, I think, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Marking Out, I think we're going to see the Ascension get beat up by a bunch of former stars. Why the joke. Ascension? That was, that was based okay. on Raw 20 or something. Oh. Interesting. Well, yeah. That was Marking Out episode 441. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Make sure you go give us a listen, markingout.com, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, prowrestlingtees.com slash markingout, facebook.com slash markingout, youtube.com slash markingout11, Instagram slash, yeah, all of that, markingout11 on there, all of that stuff. Just find us. You know where to find us. Yeah. Markingout.com. That's the only main one. At Markingout on Twitter, BTTG161. Chris Dog, Dave the Rave underscore MO. We wish you the, the best, best of luck in your future, future endeavors. endeavors. Have a fantastic week.